Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it. So go check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock. And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances, understand the markets, you know, regardless of your background experience, and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again. Now, if you like the show, I'd love it if you can click subscribe, so that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out, so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education. And now finally, before we start today's show, uh, if you're interested in learning more, please feel free to text the word STOCKS, S-T-O-C-K-S, to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are, and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your finances. All right, let's get into the show. Hey guys, Mubarak here of In Penny Stock. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day weekend. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I was thinking about during my workout this morning, which was, you know, why do traders actually have an advantage with trading small cap and penny stocks over, you know, blue chip stocks like Apple, Netflix, uh, uh, AT&T, Verizon. Those are those stocks that are always talked about by CNBC, always in the media, Yahoo Finance, just in general, that has the most attention, right? But for some reason... I've always noticed that there's so much better returns and ROI, like like uh, profitability when you're trading small cap stocks. And I finally figured out after thinking about some reflections of Warren Buffett's speeches and stuff and, you know, why small cap stocks have such an advantage. And so I want to talk about it uh, in today's podcast. And essentially the key is, is that you're not having to deal with large sums of money. And now... Even though that seems like a disadvantage, in the stock market, it's actually gotten to a point where it is an advantage. And let me explain to you why, right? Warren Buffett is famously known to have said something about um, if he had to manage a smaller sum of money, right? He, he runs Berkshire Hathaway, probably a bunch of other companies, and invests billions and billions of dollars. But he had said that if he had to only invest a small sum of money, like a million dollars or less or a couple million that it would be a lot easier for him to trade profitably and for him to, um, you know, create a larger return because of the uh, discrepancies and the imperfections of the market, right? And so I really started thinking about that this morning and really absorbed it. And really what I see now is that you have, as a trader who's trying to actually make a living from day trading, who's trying to actually profit and be successful and, and, you know, earn five, six figures, that's super possible with trading because you're not facing tough competition, all right? I want you to think about competition for a real perspective, for a real minute here. You know, it's not just about sports, the other team. Uh, in business, you think about the big giants competing with each other, Samsung and Apple, Amazon and Walmart, whatever, right? That's one type of competition. But really, competition also happens in trading because trading is a zero-sum game. When you buy a stock and make made a profit, 
that means on the other end, there must have been somebody with a loss. Now, not necessarily that exact person, but somewhere down the chain of events, right? Because what happened is that the, the buck keeps getting passed on, right? You might have bought it at 10, sold it at 12. And so you think that the loser might be the guy that bought it at 12, but he could sell it at 15. And it almost the, the market almost creates a system of winners and losers. And it's all just about timing. And so in the when you're looking at small cap stocks, penny stocks, the stocks, I, I, I don't consider sub penny stocks as investments. All right? I think those are pure speculation and gambling because it's too volatile, doesn't make much sense. And I don't invest in any stocks less than a, a penny. And you'll be surprised there are a decent amount out there. But what truly is important is understanding that when you're not having to face like Wall Street traders and billions of dollars of high frequency trading and algorithms, big data, machine learning, AI, uh, you can actually have an advantage, right? If you're just trading and competing with average traders or people, really the people who invest in small cap stocks or penny stocks are around the world, uh, usually sometimes newer to stock market trading. And that's why I always encourage people like spend time learning, spend time researching. That's how you're going to get ahead because a majority of the people that are just uh, buying or selling stocks under $5, $10 don't have a lot of experience doing so. And so if you do have the experience and you do have the skill, which comes from absorbing content, researching, studying, you know, we have over 250 free videos on inpennystock.com, uh, our YouTube channel. So utilizing those types of resources, you can truly gain a proper stock knowledge. And so it's actually easier to earn a return when you're trading penny stocks or small cap stocks because you don't have the Wall Street, the big Berkshire Hathaways that pay billions of dollars in software, technology, and also talent. You know, you're not competing against the armies of PhDs and MBAs and 20 years of experience that Wall Street brokers and people on Wall Street have. So when you're in this market, now you have, again, going back to competition, it's a much less competitive environment. So you have the ability to succeed, right? A lot of people say, oh, why don't you just try to be the best in a competitive market? And you sure you can, but why are you spinning your wheels and putting in that much energy? You know, I much rather, and I think Sam Zell said this, a billionaire real estate developer, actually, I'm reading his book. It's a pretty funny book. It's called, uh, Am I Being Too Subtle? Um, that's just a side plug. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any affiliation with the book. I'm just reading it now, but... He says, and, and most billionaires say this, even Peter Thiel, um, you know, one of the f uh, first investors of Facebook and one of the f uh, co-founders of PayPal, you know, the PayPal mafia. Uh, they're just talking about how you need a competition. I mean, sorry, you need a monopoly. You don't want competition. Now, they're using monopoly loosely. You know, it's not like they're the only company or it's not like the Rockefeller days where they're the monopoly is, you know, causing problems to society and. Some people might argue in some fashion it is, but in general, you want to compete with the lowest competition possible so that you can succeed. You can be the big fish in a small pond and then take your money and go do whatever you want. So that's how with small cap stocks and penny stocks, there's so many market imperfections. For example, what I'm going to spend my weekend doing is actually looking for companies whose revenue or assets are lower, sorry, are higher than their total market cap. Right now, understand the psychology of that. 
if you try to look for that in the S&P 500 or in the top 1,000 or two, three, four thousand 4,000 stocks, you won't find that because Wall Street has already did this type of analysis and factored it in. So think about what I just said. I said I'm looking for stocks where the total revenue, right, that's sales, that's how much money they're making in annually, or the total assets is higher than the market cap, right? Because the market capitalization is a simple formula. That number that you see when you're going to be doing stock trading is simply the volume of shares that the company has outstanding, right? That's pretty much an arbitrary number set by the initial founders that this is how many stock or shares of stock that we're going to use in order to divide up the company. Usually it's in the millions or tens of millions range. But that is multiplied by the price. And that's how you determine the market cap. So essentially what it's saying is that the value of this company is X. But if the value of the company is $100 million and in revenue they're doing $150 million or their assets that upon liquidation, right, say God forbid they go bankrupt tomorrow for whatever random reason, they sell and are able to make more money, that means that there's just some market imperfections going on and that for some reason, you know, think about it. You're telling me that if I'm only worth $100 million, but my company's about to make revenue-wise $200 million this year, then obviously I'm worth a lot more. And so this is pure examples of undervaluation or undervalued stocks. And you're not going to find that in the Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Twitter, uh, because that's already been priced in by the Wall Street analysts. But where you will be able to find it is in the penny stock world, in the small cap stocks. So... Definitely recommend, you know, thinking about that and understanding that, you know, your lack of millions or billions is actually an advantage, right? The people who have it more difficult are the people who have larger sums of money to trade with, right? Warren Buffett and these big funds can't even invest into some of these smaller stocks because when they put in so much of their capital, it would automatically dilute the valuation of the company. And in some fashion, when they're buying so much, the price of the stock would jump up arbitrarily, not matching the supply. So they would jump the whole price up, but then they wouldn't really have anyone to sell it to. So that's what I find to be the advantage with trading small cap penny stocks and how you can actually make more money with this tactic than actually investing in blue chip stocks. But truly, at the end, a diversified portfolio is always the best way to go. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Think about it. Let me know if you have any questions and or comments. Please always feel free to reach out to me at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at inpennystock.com. And if you can, please like, review, and subscribe. You know, let me know how we're doing. I'm always trying to make content that will be useful for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'll see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I know we went into a lot of detail. Uh, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at admin. A-D-M-I-N at inpennystock.com and feel free to comment, review, and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast and I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work, at the gym, whenever you're walking, or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here at In Penny Stock. And finally, Always let me know about what topics you're interested in, either via the review or emailing me, and I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for.